excuse me, can I have your name and number for my prayer list? Is your name Grace? Because you're so amazing. Clearly God was just showing off when he made you. Are you looking for a knight in shiny armor? I just so happen to be wearing the full armor of God. Is it hot in here or is it just the Holy Spirit burning inside of you? Me, you, Bible study, think about it. You're like the will of God, perfect, pleasing, and good. I went on a mission trip and all I ended up doing was mission you. So last night I was reading the book of Numbers and I realized I don't have yours. You're perfect, except for all the sin. <laughs> Do you know why Solomon had 700 wives? It's because he never found you. I was wondering if you'd like to join my purpose-driven life. Hey girl, you know what the tempo and I have in common? We're both ripped. I didn't believe in predestination until I met you. My spiritual gift is my good looks. It lifts people's spirits. For you, I would work 14 years. Here's my number. Call me if you need prayer. All right, man, relationship goals. Hopefully you guys were taking notes, okay? There's some gold back here, okay? But don't, you know, don't use those on girls that are here tonight because then they just know you got that from the video, okay? So don't do that, all right? But relationship goals, okay? If we're, if we're all honest, okay, we all have relationship goals, okay? And, uh, if you guys are all honest with yourselves, you're like, man, you've been looking forward to this relationship series since like the beginning. You heard that it's like goals and different goals. Like forget about squad goals and family goals and like all that stuff. Like let's get to like the real stuff, right? Let's get to the relationship goals. That's what we really want, right? Amen? Can I get an amen out there? Amen, man, I like that, I like that, amen. Okay, well, hey, we, we all have relationship goals if we're honest and we're pursuing that, okay? And if you're a single guy, okay, you're trying to get some single ladies, all right, you're doing all that you can. Just a hint, don't be that guy, okay? Don't be that guy, all right? Uh, it'll only work maybe, you know, 60% of the time. It'll work 100% of the time for 10% of the time, okay? But, hey, but when you guys came in, okay, how many single people do we have in the room? I just wanted to see a show of hands. Okay, man, that's a lot of single people in the house. Man, should have put a ring on it. Okay, well, all right, let's see. How many, how many of you are all taken? Let me see my taken people in the house. I was like, all single people are like, boo. Okay. Okay, picture me, okay? Even you, even you people that are taken, all right? I know at some point you can feel the pain. You were single at one point in time, okay? All right, so you can all go back to a long time ago when you were single. And you know when you like that song comes on and you're like, man, I wish I had a boo. I don't, you probably don't say, say boo anymore, right? <laughs> I wish I had, you know, Bay to be with me right now. Man. Uh, it's bagels tonight, by the way. So I wish I had Bay with me, okay? And then, you know, you, you see that couple, you're walking down the hall, they're holding hands, and you're just like, man, like, ah, oh, I want that, right? Right, we want that. We're like, man, like, I would love to have that, okay? And there's something cool about that because, listen, God has created us with that desire. That, that's a good thing. He has created us with a desire to have romantic relationship, okay? And we're like, oh man, we're talking about romantic relationships in church, but seriously, 
It's a good thing that God has blessed us with, okay? And I know all you girls, we just had a girls conference, and you all went to girls conference, you girls? This guy snuck in, okay? He's a dude, uh, he must have snuck in, okay? That's cool, whatever. but, okay, we were talking about one of the times, you know, we're like, girls make lists and stuff, okay? You girls make lists of, like, your dream guy. You're like, man, like, my dream guy's going to be this and this. Like, he's going to have, you know, like, tall, dark, you know, and, like, all this stuff in your... So you're, like, writing all this list. But if you didn't know, guys, okay, they actually have lists, too. And they, they won't always admit it because if they do, then all, your girls are going to bug them and be like, what, what's on your list? What's on your list? What's on your list? And they know that you're going to bug them about it. So they don't tell you this, okay? But when guys get together, they're like, hey... Like, someone breaks the ice, and they're like, you know, man, what, you know, what girl are you going after? You know, like, hey, like, you know, and then you start talking about things like, oh, this girl this, this girl that, and like, you start talking about the characteristics that you like, oh, man, you know, like, blonde or brunette, and you start going to all these different things, and like, oh, man, like, that girl's so godly, or that girl, whatever, she's just, you know, she's pursuing me, like, what's going on? And then, you know, people are t- like, oh, there's no godly girls, and you're like, what in the world is going on with this? I want to pursue these girls, but there's no girls to pursue. And you're like all down in the dumps because you're single. And then you like, you know, pull out the ice cream and you're eating ice cream. And then, you know, it goes downhill from there. But there's this one time, okay? And this one time I was single, yes, a time in my life, okay? And I got together with my, my guy buds and we're like talking about all this stuff. And we're saying, hey, like, you know, like these are the things that we're looking for. And hey, there's actually this one girl. I think she might have like, you know, like, nine out of ten things on my list, like, check it out, and then we keep talking about, you know, like, well, hey, George, like, when, like, you pursuing a girl, and so we go down the line, and we finally get to my, one of my, my closest friends, and we're like, hey, man, like, you know, like, what girl you, you have your eye on, and I'll never forget what he said. He goes, you know, like, man, I would love to be pursuing this one girl who's an incredible girl, but, like, I, I don't really think that I'm, I'm ready to lead a girl in a relationship at this point. He's like, I just don't think, you know, like, and this, by the way, this is like one of the most godly guys that I knew at the time. He's like, I just don't think that, you know, me and my relationship with God is the point where, man, I can lead this girl spiritually. And I'll never forget it because the idea of having a relationship with a girl and leading her spiritually, like, seriously scared him in like a healthy way. And I was like, I was just blown away. I was like, wow. Here, we're we're talking about, man, like, what are the girls that are going to benefit us that we want? But he's thinking about, man, he sees the severity that it's really, it's not about him. He's thinking about, man, like, how can God change me to be the man that I need to be in order to be dateable, okay? And a lot of times we make dating about ourselves, don't we? We make it about us, right? But tonight we're going to look a little bit, okay, about how dating, all right, and ultimately, marriage, okay, isn't necessarily about us. It's not about necessarily our benefit, okay? And so, we're talking about dating tonight. I think the first thing to think about is like, okay, why, why do we date? What is the purpose why we date, okay? And some of you, I mean, I can see you. I, I can see some of you, okay? I'm spotting you out. You're like so nervous right now. You're like, we're talking about dating. I'm sitting beside this cute girl. Like, I, I, our arms just touch. Like, your, heart, your heartbeat's going, like, what are they going to think? Like, maybe we're going to have a DTR after this. You're like, it's going to be great. Like, what am I going to say? I wasn't ready for this moment. I didn't know we were talking about this tonight. Like, what are we going to do? Okay, you're there. I see you guys, all right? Because you're like red in the face and like you're moving your arm like this, okay? You just, just chill out for a moment, okay? Just chill out for a moment. DTR, man, you guys, this generation. 
Define the relationship, okay? Single guys, all right? It's okay, it's all right. In a moment when you, you know, if you wanna date someone, you have to define the relationship. Uh, but I, I think a lot of times, guys, our purpose that we think like, I wanna date because, man, like, think about it for a second, what do you think reasons why people date, okay? To feel good about themselves, right? Like, oh, giddy, like, oh, you like me? Well, yeah, I like you too, <laughs> you know? We, we do that. Like, dating is fun. Like, liking, like, girls and guys liking each other, like, that's awesome, okay? And like I said, God gave us a desire for that. But the ultimate reason and purpose to date is to lead to marriage. That's it. That's it. The purpose is to lead to marriage. There's not a lot of places in the Bible where it actually talks about dating, and there's a reason for that. There's a reason for that. Because I don't think, all right, I don't think we're supposed to date for a long time. It's just not how God created it. He, the, all throughout Scripture, there's a, so many instances where it talks about marriage, and there's so many instances where it talks about how we're to treat each other when we're single, if you will, if we, when we're not married, how to honor each other. I'll never forget, okay, my first girlfriend, all right? Um, sixth grade, all right, how many sixth graders do we have in here? Okay, we have a few of y'all. Okay, I was in your shoes, sixth grade, okay? And uh, this was in Utah, okay, and so there's snow everywhere. We played in the snow, it was such a blast, okay? And this was kind of this phase where like, you move from girls have cooties to like, hey, I kind of like girls, okay? And so you're trying to figure this out. And I remember there was this girl that was kind of, uh, you guys probably don't use this term, or right? don't judge me, but she was kind of digging my chili, okay? And so, <laughs> Uh, that's a term that we used to use in sixth grade, like, hey man, she's digging your chili. And um, so you guys don't use that anymore. You say bay and stuff like that, okay? But listen, so here's the deal. This girl was all about like pursuing me and I never had a girlfriend. Like I didn't know what was going on. And so, you know, her friend came up to me because she's not gonna come to me. She's like, hey, 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 like, you know, like Jennifer over here, like, do you think she's cute? And I'm like, yeah, I think, I think she's kind of cute. Like, well, she thinks you're cute too. I'm like, oh man, you're like, you know, kind of like circle yes or no thing, but it was like face to face. And so she's like, hey, circle yes or no, like audible. And so all of a sudden I'm like, yeah, man, I, I think she's, she's, you know, she's cool. She's cute. Like she's a pretty girl. So no joke, two weeks later, two weeks, okay, two weeks passed by. Like, I don't see this girl. She's in a different class. Okay. We just saw each other at recess. Okay. So uh, back in the good days with recess. All right. Sixth grade was still elementary when I was in sixth grade, okay? So, like, all of a sudden, I rub shoulders with this girl at recess, and she's like, you know, like, <laughs> you know, like, giving me the evil eye and, like, kind of pouting a little bit. I'm like, hey, what's, what's up? You know, like, what's going on? She, and all of a sudden, her, her friend, you know, steps in and is like, hey, listen, bud. Like, you and Jennifer have been dating for two weeks now. I go, whoa, 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 hold up, hold up, hold up. Like, apparently, I'd been dating this girl for two weeks, and <laughs> I didn't even know it. <laughs> And I'm like, well, listen, listen, like, I just kind of liked her. I don't I want this whole dating thing. And so, like, I was this girl's boyfriend for two weeks, and everybody knew it but, but me, okay? And, and so I'm like, listen, listen, like, I don't, I don't know about this whole dating thing. And I was like, I, I'm not down for this. And so, like, I quote, unquote, I, like, broke up with her on the spot right there. Okay, I know, jerk move. I should have just gone with it, okay? But I didn't, okay? And I broke her heart, and she, like, goes home crying that day. And I felt awful. I felt so awful. But I remember after that happened, it dawned on me, because all these people were like, sixth grade is kind of when people started dating and doing all this, trying to, okay, we're like adults now, okay, so we're starting to do puberty and, you know, like, now we need a date, like, this is what we do. And I just remember thinking, like, this is so stupid. 
Like, it's so stupid. Like, it's just a title to make your, ourselves feel good. Like, oh, we're liked and all this stuff. And I just remember thinking, man, this, this is so dumb. Okay? And I want to give you guys some advice tonight. I want to give you some really practical advice. All right? I think it is so unwise to date in junior high and high school. All right? I know you're not going to like that. All right? I think it's super unwise. All right, okay, with three people, okay, you don't have to clap, okay, for real though, it, it is dumb, it, oh, I said the D word, sorry, uh, but really, and I, I have some reasons for that, but I, practically, practically, I know that's not a, not a thing for some of y'all, you're not going to get that, and some of y'all, you know, maybe it's going to work out, and you're like, you know, marry your high school sweetheart, be awesome, that happens sometimes, okay, but the odds, the odds are unfortunately against you. And for many of us, okay, we, we've already been there. And for many of some of y'all, you're just unfortunately going to have to learn the hard way. You gotta, you're going to have to learn the hard way. But th- this is the reason why, okay? This, this is one of the main reasons. Write this down. If you haven't been taking notes yet, okay, now's the time to start taking notes, okay? If you have a pen and paper, okay? If you have a phone, pull it out. All right, put it on airplane mode. Pull out notes, okay? When we date... We're practicing divorce, okay? We're practicing getting divorced because when you date, most of the time when you're your age, you're just dating just to have fun, right? And it is fun. You're dating like, but then you, you, know, you, you break up with a person because all of a sudden it's not working for you anymore, right? Because remember, the relationship is all of a sudden, it's about what I get out of it. And all of a sudden, okay, think about the times maybe you've dated or you've seen your friends date, okay? All of a sudden, they're not getting out of it what they thought maybe they could get out of it, okay? Because there's always a motive behind what we do. And maybe they're not getting out of it what they, what they wanted to, or maybe they thought they would, or maybe, you know, whatever their motivation for doing it is. And so what happens? They break up with each other. I think maybe they get back together, or maybe they get, you know, with someone else. But really, that is just setting you up emotionally for the, what you're going to, in the future, for how you treat relationships, practicing divorce, practicing getting in divorce, Dating consistently, breaking up, getting back together, is like practicing divorce. Write it down. And I, I, unfortunately, okay, um, man, I hate, I hate divorce. Like, God hates divorce. I know many of y'all hate divorce. You have parents that have been divorced. You have grandparents that have been divorced, okay? Like, y'all know the firsthand effects. Divorce is not fun. But I think there's a reason why, one of the main reasons, okay, not the reason, but a main reason why people get divorced Okay, again, it's because they think that marriage is all about them. Marriage is all about them because when they stop getting what they want to get out of it, when they stop getting quote-unquote love and, and all these different, whatever they thought that they were getting out of it initially or the reason they entered into marriage, all of a sudden, they're not getting that anymore. They're like, man, I'm not getting my needs met. Like, boom, it's over. Like, I can't do this anymore. I don't have these feelings anymore because usually it's based on a feeling and emotion that is about them. And I think people have that mindset about marriage because they also have that mindset about relationships. Because before, when they're not married, when they're in the relationship, when they're dating, that's all about them too. And so people think that marriage is about them because dating and relationships are about them. But remember, okay, so just, just write this down, okay? For, for, so first of all, 
Dating, when it's not in pursuit of a godly marriage, is dangerous. Is dangerous. Dating, when it's not in pursuit of a godly marriage, is dangerous. And again, everything that we do, there's, there's kind of this motivation, whether we realize it or not, but like, especially for dating, like we're trying to get certain things out of it. And there's a lot of different, you know, motivations of, of why we date. But one of my favorite quotes, okay, this is from this guy named um, Eddie Lee, okay, or Lee Eddie, I always get it mixed up, but I think it's Eddie Lee, okay, because he has two first names, okay, people with two first names, super confusing, okay. Anyways, so this guy named E. Led, e. Letty, Lee Eddie, okay, remember it, he, he has this quote, and when I heard this quote, it was mind-blowing, it, it it changed the whole way that I look at relationships in general, like dating relationships, romantic relationships, friendships, like, friend, like relationships with people older than you, younger than you, with friends, parents, okay? It changed the whole way that I looked at life when it goes to relationships. My relationship with God, this is what he says. Write this down. You cannot love what you lust, and you cannot lust what you love. You get that? You cannot love what you lust, and you cannot lust what you love. You can't do it. You can't have both. You can't have lust, okay, and love together because they're diametrically opposed to each other. They're like complete opposites. They're complete opposites. Love, okay, a lot of people get love and lust, lust confused, and sometimes they don't necessarily realize it. There's a time in my life, man, where I got those two confused. I thought they were synonymous. I thought they were like the same thing. Like, if you have love, you're going to have lust, and if you have lust, you're going to have quote-unquote love, you know? But it doesn't work that way. So you think, what is love, okay? <laughs> what is love? Okay, sorry, I get distracted, AD. Okay, but if you really think what love is, love is complete selflessness. Okay, God is love. He's, he demonstrated his own love towards us, that while we were sinners, he died for us, okay? Love is the complete selfless act. There's nothing about love that is selfish. It's not a selfish thing. It's doing something for your pure benefit, at most of the time, at your cost. Lust, okay, on the other hand, is the complete opposite. Lust is whatever I can do to use you for my benefit, okay? So no matter what it costs you, I don't care because it benefits me. That's what lust, most of the time we think of lust as like sexual and physical and stuff. Yes, it's that, but it's so much more than that. It's so much more than that. Lust simply is me using you at your cost, no matter what it costs you, I don't care because it benefits me. And a lot of motivation why people get into dating relationships is because they're lustful relationships. And a lot of that usually is tied with, with sexual things, okay? But really, um, really a relationship, okay, especially a dating relationship, is made up of three parts. Man, I wish I understood this when I was your guys' age, okay? Uh, but it's really made up of three parts, okay? There's three aspects. First of all, you kind of have, you have the emotional aspect, okay? You guys can write this down because it's gold, all right? I wish I knew this. You have the emotional aspect of a relationship, okay? Then you have, um, you have the spiritual aspect, okay? That's big, that's important, right? Spiritual aspect. And then thirdly, you have the physical aspect, 
Okay, and this is kind of how God designed it. Okay, he designed relationships, especially romantic relationships, especially marriage relationships, okay, to really be founded on those three things. And so imagine kind of like those things are kind of like a, a tripod, okay? You have a tripod, all right, and you have, you have emotional, you have spiritual, and you have physical, okay? You have those things holding it up, okay? When you're dating together, okay, in a, in a relationship that's seeking to honor God, okay, because all right, you guys when you read your Bible, okay, doing sexual things outside of marriage is a no-no, okay, for many, many reasons. That could be our whole message on just that, okay? It could be a whole message. If you don't understand that, come talk to me sometime. I'll, I'll gladly be able to explain it to you, okay? But seriously, because that, that's a problem that we deal with all the time in our culture and society. So you have those three things, but when you're dating someone, you know, when you're in a relationship, you really can only have those two, right? You have emotional and, and spiritual that you're allowed to kind of like develop, if you will, okay? So all of a sudden you have this kind of like tripod, okay, bear with me on this illustration, but you have this tripod where you're like, kind of like balancing, okay? And in marriage, it's, it's like supposed to be perfectly balanced. It's an incredible, amazing thing that God created marriage to be like, balanced with the physical, emotional, and spiritual, and you, like they all balance each other. But once you take out the spiritual aspect, you just have the, the two there, and, and they're just, they're not balanced. They're like kind of teeter-tottering. You kind of have to do this balance. And there's always the temptation for that kind of third leg to go down and catch it. And that's why there's always this tension when you're in a relationship, okay? There's all this tension to go to the physical. Because you're working on the emotional, you're working on the spiritual, okay, th those are good, great things. But then all of a sudden, the more emotional that you get, you know, the more that you work on that foundation of your relationship, and the more that you work on the spiritual, even though that's good, there's a bigger gap that's missing between the physical. And then that's when couples get in trouble, and they go to the physical when they're not supposed to, before marriage. And then it throws everything off, because that's not how God intended it. It throws everything off, and all of a sudden, okay, so like, God created girls to be more emotional, okay, have a need for emotional. This is how he created them. Same with guys, but more for girls. And God created guys to have more need for physical, even though they need emotional, okay, there's more of a need for physical, okay, this is how God created it in a marriage relationship, okay? And so girls like, feed me, feed me emotionally, like, I need, I need you emotionally. And so the guys just like, guys are just like dummies, and they're like, okay, like, yeah, yeah, tell me all your problems, and like, yeah, tell me what's going on. And, and so the girls are just eating that up, all right? And they're like, yes, it's awesome. But then the more that you do that, the more that there's this physical gap, and the girl feels that tension and just needs to meet it, okay? And then it get, everything just gets out of whack, out of balance, and it's bad. It goes to bad places quick, and people are like, man, why is this relationship, why is it going down the drain? Why is it not fulfilling me? It's because it's not how God created you. It's not how it's intended. And so when you're, you're like, maybe you're like, okay, John, like, you know, like I, I'm in this relationship, and we're doing this relationship like, okay, we don't, we're not doing the whole lust thing, like, we're doing the love thing, like, it's for each other's benefit, we're, like, honoring each other, like, pushing each other towards Christ, okay? But I just want to encourage you, if you're not able to marry the person in, like, until, like, long-distant future, it, that's super tough to do that balancing act. It just is. Because the reason why dating isn't a lot in the Bible is because I, I, maybe on my soapbox here, but I don't think God intended us to date for a long time. Because remember, the purpose and the pursuit is marriage. And if the purpose and pursuit of dating isn't going towards that, man, we're going to be in a heap of trouble if we try to fool ourselves towards that. And most of the time, if we're honest, 
man, it, it goes back to, man, this relationship is for my benefit, not for the other person's, and, and not to honor God. Write this down. There's this thing called non-diminishing returns, okay? Non-diminishing returns. And those, it's kind of a big word, all right? But basically what that means is, okay, the whole like, okay, emotional, spiritual, physical aspect, especially physical aspect, okay? You ever hear the term like, oh, you need to have boundaries, right? Most people don't have emotional boundaries. Most people don't have spiritual boundaries, okay? But a lot of people actually get in trouble when they don't have those boundaries because then they end up leaning on the physical, okay? But for non-diminishing returns, basically what that means is wherever you are, it's not enough. You have a desire for more and more and more, okay? So maybe your physical boundary is like, um, we just high five, okay? Uh, Marathon, when we first started dating, okay, we, we... you know, we had gone on, we learned the hard way on some things, and so we're like, man, we're just gonna high five, okay? And so we just like high five, and, and that was great, okay? But then you have this desire within you, okay? You wanna hold hands. You're like, I don't wanna just high five, I wanna hold this person's hands, okay? And so then you start holding hands, okay? And that kind of gives you this buzz, you get butterflies, you know, you know the feeling, you're like, man, this is awesome. You know, kind of like when you guys touched arms earlier, this gives you butterflies. Yeah, and then. You hold hands for a while, okay, and that just becomes, becomes kind of a norm, and all of a sudden, this is just kind of normal. And after that, you, you want to really, you want to kiss, and then, you know, like, that gives you the butterflies, that gives you the rush of emotions, and then you want to go further and further and further. But the problem is, with non-diminishing returns, you can't go backwards. You can't backtrack. Once you go down that route, there's no... There's no like, okay, touch their arm and all of a sudden that gives me the butterflies because you're gonna to wanna to take a step further and people compromise on their, their boundaries over and over and over because of this because they don't, they don't know this. Non-diminishing returns. Some of you are like, man, I hate, I hate this. I hate what's going on. Like, what are you talking about, John? Uh, but really, I, th- I think for, for, for most of you, okay, when it comes to dating, when it comes to dating in middle school and high school, really, man, we just need to learn how to honor each other as brothers and sisters in Christ. And if you work on your own relationship with God and seeing if you are dateable, okay, and if you work on having godly relationships with, with guys and godly relationships with girls that honor each other and that are out for each other's best interests and that honor God, man, like, God will bring that special person to you. Like, you're not going to have to seek and search for it. Do you guys want to know God's will for your life when it comes to, to boyfriend and girlfriend? Okay. Well, there's actually a passage, okay, that tells us God's will for our lives when it comes to this. Okay. So if you turn to 1 Thessalonians 4, real quick, 1 Thessalonians 4. All right. That's in the New Testament, kind of towards the back. All right. So th- this is God's will for you concerning this. All right. So 1 Thessalonians Four, we're going to start in verse 3. Give you a second. For this is the will of God, your sanctification. Okay, we've talked about sanctification in high school the last couple weeks, last few weeks. Okay, basically that just means, okay, holiness, okay, which means to be set apart for God's use. Okay, so that's God's will for you, to be set apart for His use that you abstain 
from sexual immorality. A lot of people wonder what God's will for them, but it tells you right now in this passage to abstain from sexual immorality that each one of you might know how to control his own body in holiness and honor, not in the passion of lust like the Gentiles who don't know God. That no one transgress and wrong his brother in this matter because the Lord is an avenger in all these things. As we told you before and solemnly warned you, for God has not called us for impurity, but in holiness. For God has not called us in impurity, but in holiness. All right? If this is not your goal in your relationship or pursuing a relationship for your and each other's holiness, for making each other like holy and set apart for God's use, Man, then, like, you don't need to be in that relationship. You don't need to be pursuing a relationship because that is not a God-honoring relationship that God will honor and bless you in. It's just, it's just not. I want to give you guys some, real quick, I want to give you some tips, okay? I want to I give you some tips for dating, all right? So you write this down. All right, I've got four tips for you. Very practical. First tip, go to church, okay? Pretty simple. You're like, oh, man, like, when you go to church, that's when you're going to be able to develop those God-honoring relationships and encourage each other and challenge each other and continue to grow, all right? Number one, go to church. You're like, man, how does that connect? All right, I just told you. Step two, know your boundaries and don't compromise. Know your boundaries and don't compromise. Number three, don't forget your first love. Your first love is Jesus Christ, and that's it. A lot of people forsake Christ in order to have a boyfriend or girlfriend, and, and they just follow the other person out of the way. Don't forget your first love. And fourth, be patient. Some of the best advice I've heard on relationships is this, especially for you, for you all. Be patient. Don't settle. Don't settle, okay? God's best for you, okay? Not just God's okay, but God's best for you, okay? He wants your best for you. So don't, don't settle on just okay. God wants your best for you. Because, listen, if, if you don't, if you don't, if you're not patient and you don't settle, okay, you're just going to end up harming yourself. You're going to end up harming the person you're dating. You're going to end up harming, harming your future spouse, all right? If you decide, like, to play with fire, I'm just going to do this because it's for my own benefit. It helps me, okay? You're going to end up harming yourself and your future, et cetera, et cetera, okay? God, God can heal that, okay? But, man, you don't play with fire, a lot of us, okay, when it comes to relationships, man, we just, we try to fill in the gaps with certain things in our life, if we're honest. A lot of times, you know, we, we have brokenness and hurt in a certain area in life, and we, we try to fill, fill a, a gap that God has given us by pursuing different relationships. And, uh, you know, because we have a desire to belong, we have a desire to be wanted, all these different things. We have all these desires, and we try to fill those things with sometimes with a relationship. And uh, the prophet Isaiah, okay, Isaiah 55, okay, t talks, about, um, talks about this, okay? Let me turn there real quick to Isaiah 55. I'm just going to read a couple verses from it. But Isaiah 55, verse 2, says, Why do you spend your money for that which is not bread, and your labor for that which does not satisfy. Searching after all these things to satisfy that are not going to. Listen diligently to me and eat what is good and delight yourself 
in rich food, okay? And if you read the rest of this passage, okay, like this is not something that you had to pay for or work for. This is what, something that God wants to give you freely to satisfy that desire that you have in us, that God's given us. And if you go over to verse six, it says, seek the Lord while he may be found. Some of you are kind of in a mess. You're like, man, like, John, I'm in this relationship that I think maybe might be a lust relationship, maybe not a love relationship. I don't know if it honors God. Listen to verse 6. Seek the Lord while he may be found and call upon him while he is near. Basically, don't wait. Don't wait to get it right with the Lord. Let the wicked forsake his way and the unrighteous man his thoughts. Guys, some of you need to forsake your thoughts. Some of you need to repent from your thoughts. Some of you girls need to repent from your thoughts in, in desiring lustful relationships for your benefit. Let him return to the Lord that he may have compassion on him and to our God for he will abundantly pardon. Guys, people all across the world, people across Kingwood, people in here, you all are, so many of us pursue relationships to fulfill a desire in us that only, only God can fill, that only God can satisfy. And it may not even be a relationship, but some of y'all, we pursue all these different things that we think are going to satisfy us and make us happy based upon a lot of it, relationships, broken relationships with our family, with our friends, with different things that are going on. But God is the only one that can satisfy that need and that desire. I want every head to bow and every eye closed just for, for a couple minutes. That desire that we have for relationships, God desires to fulfill in a healthy way through marriage. But a lot of us, I think, are pursuing those things with the motivation to be filled with other things that, that aren't going to fill us. The only thing that can truly fill that is God. And God loves you enough that he died for you selflessly. He loved you where he gave everything, where it cost him everything for your benefit, for your benefit. He doesn't ask anything, but what he does ask for is your life because he gave his life to you. And maybe tonight you're like, man, you're talking about, you know, pursuing God and all these things. Like, I'm not pursuing God. I'm pursuing all these different things. But tonight, I want to give you an opportunity just to receive God's love. Some of y'all need to know that God loves you. He's there for you. So, if tonight you're like, man, I don't know if I truly have a relationship with, with Christ. I want to give you an opportunity to start a relationship with Christ tonight. So, if you would just say these words to yourself, these are magical words. But it's just, this is just you talking to God. Say, Lord Jesus, I realize I've been running from you. I've been trying to fill so many different things in my life that really only you can fill. Forgive me, God, for, from running away from you. I want to follow you. I give you my life. <laughs> 